Welcome back to Dig This, Nuka's official podcast and our latest episode. I'm Bob Baylor, Nuka's Director of Communications. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that should motivate every listener to action. We may work in a field that prides itself on its toughness, but at the end of the day, we're all human beings who care about their fellow man, especially those next to us literally in the trenches. The U.S. construction industry is a sobering statistic to contemplate. We have the second highest rate of suicide in the American workforce. Death by suicide in the construction industry occurs at a rate approximately four times higher than the U.S. average. Companies that have support systems in place to assist their employees in times of distress are able to recognize the signs given out to us by men and women who are in deep personal trouble. They're the ones who initiate and encourage open conversations about the issues troubling their fellow employee. These are our employees and our friends who need to hear that someone cares about their pain. In February, NUCA CEO Doug Carlson and several NUCA chapter executive directors signed a proclamation pledging our association and our industry to provide a considerate environment to encourage our members' employees to discuss their mental health struggles without fear of repercussion or reprisal. We all have these internal personal struggles. Some are a lot tougher than others and requires an individual's attention to address these battles. It also requires the right kind of dedicated and passionate individual to lead the national campaign to promote awareness of suicide and mental health wellness in our industry. I'm proud to introduce Mr. Vince Hayfley, president of Ajax Paving of Florida. In early February, he presented his suicide and construction awareness talk to the nation at the Florida Transportation Builder Association Construction Conference in Florida. Over the next 19 months, Vince will take this document to events across the United States and collect signatures from those who agree with the dignified need to encourage open conversations on this sensitive subject and save the lives of our industry's troubled employees. Welcome to the podcast, Vince. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me here. Vince, many of us have experienced this crisis firsthand with fellow employees, myself included. This is a wonderful program you've undertaken, and when Doug asked me to reach out to you for this interview, I jumped at the chance to let you tell your story. As a construction company executive, what made you start out on this worthy journey? I guess I have a personal piece of the story, an uh, educational piece, and a professional piece of the story. Back in 07, after going through some marital struggles and having a lot of events, a lot of family losses in my life uh, about 17 years earlier, that I did what men are supposed to do. Right? I was macho and I kept it inside. I didn't talk about any of it. It weighed on me to the point to where it was just eating me up on the inside and uh, came home from work and uh, had a conversation. And I don't know if it was something said during dinner or after dinner, and maybe something wasn't even said at all. I don't know. But that night I decided I was going to take my life. I actually left the house and went driving to where I was going to do that and received a phone call that turned me uh, around. So... I tell people it's important if you think someone's struggling to call, because that call that night saved my life. So that's kind of the personal reason why. Um, Ajax, we lost an employee to suicide in 2015. I was actually the last person to see Mark that day. Um, I really didn't have any idea or, or clue. He was the office comedian, the office clown, if you will. Right. Kind of like Robin Williams, he says something along the line that uh, most comedians do what they do and mask their pain through comedy. I'm in a doctoral program at the University of South Florida. And when I entered the program, I was really wanting to research something business-oriented that would tie into the industry. And what I wanted to research was frontline leadership about how we take the great tradesmen 
the guy that can run the dozer or the paver, and suddenly we have an opening for a supervisor, and we make him the supervisor. More times than not, they either struggle or fail because we didn't give them the soft skill to do that job. And a, a professor kind of looked at me and he said, hey, that's kind of weak and lame. That's been done before him, of which I put back and said, no, it's not. I've done some literature review and it's not. And he said, hey, go look at the medical industry. They studied why physicians fail when they make them hospital administrators. He said, just kind of change the name of the storylines and your research will be done. So he pushed me to find something more challenging. I, I kind of thought about my past. I, I thought about where I had been. I had published an article for a conference over in India, and my hook line in that paper was about suicide in our industry. So I thought, wait, hey, I've kind of already done something with this, so maybe push it a little further. So I landed on that. And when I did, that was in early July, late June of 2021. At a weekly manager's meeting here at our company on July 16th of 21, uh, I had all the division leaders we meet weekly. And I, I told them that based on my research and based on uh, what I was learning, that we were going to begin addressing mental health and suicide at Ajax on January 3rd of 22. That was our annual safety day. And for whatever reason, that day I told them of the story from back in 2007. I really hadn't planned to. I don't know why I did. It kind of felt right, I guess, and I don't know why. So I told the story, and uh, there was no conversation, um, just utter silence, no feedback. I can imagine. That's kind of the why we did it, and we, we then began that journey. On January 3rd of 22, I stood up in front of 400-plus people at our safety day and, and told them we were going to do that. Again, 400 people in a room, stone, cold silence. It was kind of amazing, really. And, and it wasn't. I didn't share my story that day. Just the fact that we were talking about it, there was silence. People were wanting to hear. And within hours of the meeting ended, I began to receive telephone calls and emails from employees uh, thanking me for what we were going to do. Emails about, um, hey, I've had a superintendent that I thought maybe has been struggling for a while, but I really didn't know how to approach him. And, and today, after your conversation, as we rode back to Tampa, we had a conversation, and he is struggling. He's going to get some treatment. He's going to talk to someone. And six months later, that same employee came to me and said, you saved my career and you saved my marriage. I've got a journal full of notes and emails like that. So I always tell people in this industry that kind of what you think will happen, just the opposite will happen. I've not had one employee say, why in the world are you doing this? I've had one person on LinkedIn that kind of blasted me and said, hey, this doesn't belong in the workplace. I beg to differ. It does belong in the workplace. It's already in the workplace. Yeah. When I'm out giving talks a lot, I, I talk about our physical safety and how many years we have concentrated on physical safety. And now we're concentrating on mental health. We probably should have concentrated on mental health first, because if you're not mentally in the game, you can't be physically safe. I always ask people, do you want the guy that just learned this morning that his wife's leaving him and she's not going to be there when he gets home or, or he found out on the way to work, his mother has a form of cancer or something? Is that the guy you really want running the crane, lifting beams on a job or, or directing traffic? If he's not mentally there, if he's not mentally there, he could physically harm other people. We've had great perceptions with our employees on, on the topic. We actually have a team now, the Ajax Warriors, 
and it's a group of employees that have gone and been certified as mental health first aid trainers and responders. We sent 12 more people through it. This past week went through it. Uh, we've got a gentleman in-house now certified to actually teach the class. We have not told one person you have to do this. We've just said we're offering this. And a lot of them have taken it because it's important to them for work. And some of them have actually said, you know, I've got some issues at the home that I think this will help me with. I have a kid that's struggling at home. So I, I want to learn how to, uh, to talk about mental health and I want to learn how to talk about suicide. So it, it's not just a workplace issue. It, it's an issue at home. It's an issue. If you look at the national numbers right now, it's an issue everywhere. Every 11 minutes, we're losing someone. High school kids and teenagers, the numbers are going off of the chart. I mean, if you walk into a classroom at high school with 20 kids, statistically two of them, um, before they graduate, will try to take their life. Vince, thank you for sharing that with us. It's, a, it's an incredibly moving experience, and it's something as well, too, in my own life. Um, we all face this, and I'm not surprised when you discuss this uh, with your, uh, your employees and others you were met with silence. And in communication, sometimes silence can be the most powerful reaction back because you struck home. You struck something that means something to every one of us. And, and really in terms of when I got involved with this industry as well too, I was surprised the suicide rate was as high as it was and something needed to be done. And as you certainly discovered, it is, it's not something that's corporate, it's personal. And it's something that has to be addressed by us as human beings, as opposed to corporate directors or supervisor, that sort of thing. Thank you for sharing. What brought you to this? What changes have you made to the company's mental health and awareness program? You mentioned a few already. Are there, is there a more formal program that you've instituted? I, I tell people that nobody likes to drink out of a fire hose, right? But we'll all drink out of a straw. So if, if someone's going to begin this journey, and it is a journey, I tell them, begin simple. The way we began was we said we were going to do four toolbox talks in 2022, one each quarter. Um, and then we decided about mid-year, we learned of the first week of September, we learned that that was a national awareness, suicide and construction. When we began the journey, we didn't know that, so we learned it. What we did, Mark, that we had lost to suicide, we did a toolbox talk and we put his face on there and a little bit about his story. Uh, we didn't do it to honor him because there's no honor in what he did, but there was a link there when people actually saw Mark. And uh, when we gave the toolbox talk, I went out and gave it to three crews that first week in September. Uh, one gentleman on a crew wanted to show me where he had tried to slice his wrist. Another crew wanted to tell me about an alcohol intervention they'd done two weeks earlier. And the third crew, a gentleman wanted to talk about his father that had took his life and how he walks every year with a picture of his dad on his back and an annual suicide walk. So the toolbox talks really generated some conversation, and the guys wanted to share their stories. So we did that, and then in November, we sent 11 people through the mental health first aid class. For the past four years now, I guess, we've participated in a uh, suicide walk up in Sarasota, Florida, so we did that again this year. And then also a, a part of a, a thing that I had organized that we did February 7th, which you all were part of in Orlando, uh, we decided to organize a statewide hike for hope for construction on April 15th of this year. So originally that was just going to be a little AJAC thing that we wanted to do as a company. Uh, we met with AFSP, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and it evolved into a statewide walk. 
we were told to try to raise $20,000. And last I looked, I think we're at $143,000. Wow. That'll all be going to AFSP for their use. So, I mean, really, that's all that Ajax did. Four toolbox talks. I've gone out and led some morning huddles and talk about it to the crew. We got some people certified in mental health first aid. We established the Ajax Warriors, which is those people that got certified. They are certified. I'm certified all the way down to plant foremen, to laborers. And so I didn't want the name mental health tied to the team. So the Ajax Warriors, hey, there's somebody that's fighting for you if you got some mental health struggles or questions. And we provided them with our uh, resources that we have through our employee assistance program, as well as some national resources. So it is very simple to begin. I told the Illinois Asphalt Association when I was up there last week talking, it takes a little bit of your time and $100. The $100 buys you some hard hat stickers. That's all you got to do to get it going. So much of this is uh, it's communication. Uh, and it, sometimes it's really as simple as that in terms of that, that first step, opening up what you certainly shared with us, but as well, too, with the people on your crew. When you, you asked them, and they, and they opened up and shared with you uh, three very powerful instances that were affecting their life. How can our listeners become more involved? There's lots of ways people can get involved, and it depends on who you are and what level you are. If you're a leader in an organization listening to the talk, all my research has shown that leaders are numb to this, and numb's not the right word. They're oblivious to them. They don't even know the problem exists. So if you're a leader, say today that you're going to begin addressing it. If you're not a leader, approach someone in your company, probably in HR, and after you learn about some of the numbers and the severity in this industry, just ask them, why can't we get involved with this? Why, why can't we, we make it a cause in our company? You can go to the NUCA site, to the ARPA site, or to the Asphalt Pro magazine website, and there are links on there to where you can go and sign a proclamation that we put together that was signed on February 7th by 31 industry leaders. And what the proclamation basically says and that we're no longer going to stand around and not do anything about this. We're going to have open conversations. So signing that proclamation, the more number that we can gather, then gives us more power to go to leaders and say, look at the numbers we got. This is important to people. So you can get involved that way. Um, April 15th of this year, there's a Florida construction hike for hope. That walk could be done anywhere in the U.S., could be done anywhere in the world. Uh, you can go to the site and you could register and you can, you can get 10 people that want to gather in a park in Dallas, Texas and, and go for a walk together. Uh, you, don't, you can make a contribution if you want to AFSP, but we're not asking you to. We've really pushed for corporate sponsors because I wanted the corporate sponsors so the individual could go at no charge, still be part of a big fundraising effort. And the day is really just about spending an hour or two in a natural setting somewhere, just making a friend, about just letting your head relax. Um, so they could do that April 15th. There are many sites that you can go to that uh, have toolbox talks and things that you can uh, download. The Construction Industry Alliance for Suicide Prevention, they have a bunch of toolbox talks you can download. Uh, you can go to the Associated General Contractors website in Missouri. They have hard hat stickers you can purchase. They have tokens that you can purchase that people carry with them in their pocket. That's a reminder. If they're struggling, they can touch that. It's a, it's a reminder of, to get your mental health improved a little bit. 
there's a handful of ways there that you can get involved in. And then actually in 2024, uh, my intent is the Florida walk that we did to make that a national walk. We'll see if that's through AFSP or how we do that. But next year, I'm wanting to get people involved nationally. Thank you, Vince, for your time to talk to me about this incredibly worthy endeavor. I wish you all the success in the world. I want to make sure and thank Nuka for this, and I want to thank Doug for coming to Orlando on February 7th and everything that uh, he has done and everything that you all will continue to do. So thank you. If our listeners would like to get involved, Nuka welcomes your help. To digitally sign the official proclamation yourself, you can find it online at theasphaltpro.com slash suicide dash proclamation. I will also have a link to it on nuka.com slash suicide prevention found under our safety tab. Thank you for staying with us over this extended episode of Dig This, Nuka's official podcast. We wanted to give Vince the time to share his journey with us. We'll be back in about two weeks to finally talk about Nuka's 2023 legislative agenda and the upcoming Washington Summit on May 17th. Please remember, safety first in all work.